Good morning. This is KBBI Homer AM 890 and K201AO Seward 88.1 FM. I'm Kathleen Gustafson. The time is 9.03 AM and you are tuned to the coffee table. The topic today is a visit to the senior center. And to that end, I have two guests live. Also, you're going to hear some terrific recorded interviews but I want to start with Allie Setterquist. Allie, can you get that mic a little closer? Just pull it right. There you go. And will you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah. Good morning. Um, my name is Allie Setterquist. I do events and marketing and kind of fill in where needed at the Senior Center. And I'm just excited to talk more about the Senior Center today. When you were describing to me all the things that you do, when we were talking to Kathy Stingley and you were going over all the stuff that, that you do, I thought that, so you're the Swiss Army knife. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Deb Rousey? Yes. Good morning. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself, go be as, at length as long as you want, or however you want to uh, introduce yourself to people. Hello, I'm Deb Rousey. I'm the adult day program manager, and I pretty much am very involved with the residents day in, day out. So, Well, Deb and Allie, thanks so much for being here. I do want people to know if you have questions, you can email them to Kathleen at kbbi.org. And they'll come into the studio and I can ask them. I do want to do a general, um, just a little bit of a health check. I know that there are, uh, there are flu strains going around and classes aren't meeting and all that sort of thing. How are things at the senior center? And I think I read you, uh, residents there could get their flu shots and all that stuff right at the senior center on Sventland, right off Pioneer Avenue. Yes, we had, um, they set it up in the dining hall, and all, most of the residents came down. They've had their flu shot, their COVID booster, and um, I, all the staff, most of them as well. I have had many needle pricks in my arm for this job, so we're we trying to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. Also, a whole lot of masking going on there. Uh, not in the dining room, of course, but everywhere else I went. People were, visitors were masked, uh, staff was masked. On, on the resident side, all of the staff are masked. And um, even in the dining hall, the staff are masked too. If they're inside the kitchen and not dealing directly with the resident, then they can take off their mask. But with, when you're within f six feet of them, we generally keep them on. And my department is slightly a little different because we have a family eating style with them. So we just kind of try to stay far enough away where we can eat our food, but yet still keep them safe. And so, Deb, I would like for you to start off, and Allie, jump in. Don't wait for my permission to talk. Um, jump in whenever you want to add something, because you are head of activities. Yes. So let's talk about, oh, well. Let me just turn that down. I'm sorry to say... If someone is calling on the phone to speak to us, I can't answer the phone in here. Sorry about that. But back to you, Deb. Uh, can you talk a little bit about activities that are going on? First of all, let's talk about the many different spaces 
for residents and non-residents to get together and do stuff. Okay, for residents, you have the space where they live, which we call the terrace, and there's also apartments, um, different. We have can jump uh, in. several independent living areas. We have um, a couple of buildings on Ketchmack Bay, and then we also have Pioneer Vistas, which is directly behind um, the senior center. And they're one, two-bedroom apartments that um, are fully independent living. Yeah, and they're welcome to come into the dining hall, which we'll talk about later. One of the things... Okay. One of the things I learned is that at 57 years old, I am eligible yes, to live Yes, you are. You there. get a good price. <laughs> but, um, yeah, lower price, but Allie will go into that later. Okay. But, um, so the terrace is where the residents live. Now, on the terrace side, there is no separate activity coordinator, so I kind of do that as well. And I try to have musicians come, and listeners out there, if you play music, you're welcome to call and say, Deb, I want to play for them. And I will say, sure, and I will find a time for you. But, you've, had, um, you've had several, right? I mean, even oh, yeah. in the dining room, it was every Friday. I think the Friday that last, I was there, there wasn't one. But It's uh, the last Friday of the month, and this month, it's I think it's New Year's Eve or something, so the last Thursday. Mm -hmm. And we have the first, um, oh, I forget their first yeah, names. Uh, we have musicians coming and playing. Yeah, so on December 29th, we have Aurora Fagan and Sarah Firth. Yes. They will be playing in our dining hall, and you can come by. Everybody is welcome um, to have lunch at the Senior Center and listen to some live music. I believe they are violinists. Yeah. I think oh, so. I saw the, yeah, I saw your flyer for that. Yeah, and um, the seniors really love music, and... For those with dementia, I can ha I have someone who can't really speak much anymore. But when those old time songs start coming on, if well, we have Russ Smith and Carrie Bach come on Monday nights. Um, they'll sing along word for word, and even it's it's one of the things that's most retained with memory. And we also have this brilliant ten year old ten year old piano player, Janaya Gal, that comes and she plays two times a month. And she'll jump from like Chopin and Bach and all sorts of things and also play violin. And they really like, just like your listeners, what they like is varied. Oh so, my goodness, of course. Yeah. I mean, when I was, I did pick out, we're going to talk to Kathy Stingley, who's a violinist or a fiddle player in this town, violinist. And I, uh, I was looking for, I found some music that she is on in our recorded library, in our local library. And... I just thought about the the great variety of tastes that must be there because let's think about it. There are, you know, residents at the senior center now, they're at an age where they may have been, you know, topless on their boyfriend's shoulders at the rock show. Yeah. So <laughs> We've got, it's so varied because there's... I'm not saying everybody. <laughs> no, it's there's people that like big band. There's people that like old school country like Hank Snow. And then you got the people that are more late 60s, 70s coming in, um, where they just like the long hair music better. <laughs> well, I got uh, I got a question to Kathleen at kbbi.org. So let's uh, let's go back to lunch because who can come for lunch? Please explain who can come in for lunch and the cost. Yeah. So if you are 55 and up, lunch is a seven dollar suggested 
a donation, and that includes soup, salad, entree, dessert, and your choice of beverage. You can also do dine-in or take-out, and lunch is from 12.30 to 1.30 Monday through Friday. And then if you are 54 and younger, lunch is $15, includes the same thing, soup, salad, entree, dessert, Um and same time, Monday through Friday, and we do offer those to-goes like I mentioned. And if you, we do encourage rec- reservations. Um, and if you would like to make a reservation, it is 907-235-4555. And the person you will want to contact is Bonnie. She handles all of the um, lunch reservations. And you can always walk in as well, but we really do strongly encourage reservations. I have some uh, some recordings from the kitchen where they talk very much about how important it is and what they need to do to keep track of kitchen waste and they don't want any wasted food and what they do. And so this is a really big part of keeping food costs down, first yeah. of all, because wasting mm-hmm. food is, is the worst. Uh, and the other thing is, I would like to, since uh, since we had a question about the cafe, why don't we go right now for the next five minutes with lunch at the cafe yeah. with Kathy Stingley? And also, we'll be sure to repeat some of this information later and buckle in because we're going longer than an hour. I have we have some terrific interviews with visitors and residents to the senior center. And so I want to make sure when we got when it, the time came to edit, I didn't want to cut anybody out. But let's start with Kathy Stingley, who is a resident of Homer, has done a, she'll tell you about the variety of things she's been involved with at the senior center. She doesn't live there, but she met me for lunch. <laughs> she was the first person I called when I realized we were doing a visit to the senior center because the times that I've been there, she's hanging out with her friends. <laughs> So here's Kathy Stingley. And lunch was fantastic. So uh, delicious fish. Oh, yeah. Homemade donuts. Mm-hmm. Well, donut holes. Donut Cinnamon holes. sugar donut holes. I don't know where the donuts are, but... I'm going over the donuts and coffee right now. But I wanted to make sure that um, you got a chance to say anything you might like to say. The mic is yours. I would like to say that the ambiance of these buildings here is very pleasant, uh, pleasant to be here. I've been in the in the apartments, and and they're pleasant and well appointed for a couple or a single person. They have different apartments, uh, so that's the residential side of things. Oh right. Mm-hmm. And they have music that happens in that area. The ukulele group meets there on I think it's Saturday morning. I saw Jim Hornaday here earlier. He won't mind if I if I name drop him on KVBI. I'll bet. So they also play at uh, at the center, which is the day center, for people to be either dropped off or people from the residential side to go over and spend time in the in the day center part. Oh, cool! And so there's music there. Many I've played there many, many, many times. It's lovely. Nice. And uh, then there's the music program here in the dining room during these lunch hours. Right. So all of that music, so many different kinds, live free of charge. Imagine that. But I will, I'll get into this with, um, with Allie, but you can join Homer Senior Citizens and become a member. You don't have to. And so I'll talk to her a little bit more about that. But 
Are you a member of Homer Senior Citizens Incorporated? I most certainly am. When I was a business owner, I was a business member of Homer Senior Citizens, which is a possibility. Uh, and you get some advertising for that in their newsletters. Um, and there are card clubs that meet here. And What's your game? What do you play? Are you a poker player? Canasta? What is it? Uno? Do you know, I used to organize a game time here. Mm. And we played all kinds of games. Group games where we sat around in chairs and did different fun things and board games and card games. Nice. Games of skill. We really had a lot of fun. Haven't done that for a while. I've had people say, when are you going to do that again? Well, it looks like people are getting back together again, too. I yes, mean, people are starting exactly. to congregate more. I just want to come over and introduce myself. I'm Allie. I work for the Senior Center. Uh, in continue your conversation, I'm just kind of hanging around. Okay. Right. Allie, I'm Kathy Stingley. Nice to meet you. I've done movement courses, classes here. Oh. Also, we're at uh, the Friendship Center. Okay. And uh, also for the residents. Oh. And she plays a mean fiddle. We would actually like to get you back in doing those movement courses if you would be interested. Well, we could talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do one online. Okay. Yeah. And for seniors. Okay. And people who are in chairs. Yeah. Yeah. I teach chair yoga for the seniors here yeah. too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, great. Yeah. Just. Um, Karen has my phone number. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Just give her a contact if you okay. like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you don't mind, shall I show I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. It's yeah. fine. Kathy is the president of my board of directors. I'm on the board at, um, Pier, One at Pier One Theater. Okay. And Kathy is our president. That doesn't make me any more important at all. <laughs> well, she controls the army. I know. It takes an army to put any <laughs> theater production, fundraising, anything it does. together. You still calling it the Friendship Center? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I've spent years and years in there doing one thing and another. There are also lots of programs here for the residents, mm -hmm. which I really appreciate that they are kept busy, they can um, do things to help them move and use their intellect to keep moving and going, so I appreciate that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing we were talking about when we stopped talking was the events. Oh, yes. And there are wine events, and there mm -hmm. are dress-up events, and there are dances with live music, and we're just getting back to that now. Thank goodness, because those have been so enriching mm -hmm. for the residents to have people come in and join them doing those kinds of things. Dancing with people in their wheelchairs, twirling them around at a dance and things of that nature. Well, Kathy Stingley, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming out to lunch today. Last call. I'm about to turn this off. Anything else you'd like to add? You need some more water? No, I think I'm good for now. Okay. Just thank you for lunch, Kathleen. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You, you stimulated me to get back in here to uh, enjoy meals here at the Senior Center. Well, it's, it's super cozy. I mean, there's enough space, so it's not crowded. Mm -hmm. You have lots of room. And, and plus, of course, the tree is up and the lights are twinkling. So Very nice. Very nice. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. That is Kathy Stingley. Friday afternoon at the Silver Lining Cafe at the Homer Senior Center. Thanks to Kathy for sitting down with me for sure. And I just got a question to Kathleen at kbbi.org. Uh, this is, I think this is for Allie, either one of you, take it. Is it a requirement for staff to be vaccinated against COVID? And what about flu? No, it is not a requirement for staff to be um, vaccinated against COVID or the flu. 
it is up to the in person's choice. And they're required to wear an N95 mask as opposed to the thinner kind if they haven't been vaccinated. So we try to keep people protected that way. And does it by does it change the way that uh, people are interact with? No, just a different kind of mask. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if you have, uh, I just found out that Simon is standing by on the phones. So if you have a question or any kind of comment about Homer Senior Center, you're welcome to call 907-235-7721. Allie Setterquist and Deb Rousey are here to answer any questions you might have or take a stab at it anyway. Or if you just want to relate your experience with the Senior Center or the Friendship Center or any of that, then feel free to call in. That's 907-235-7721. Or if you just want to have your question read, then you can email Kathleen at kbbi.org. So let's get back at it. We'll be going into the kitchen in just a few minutes, but since we talked, we just had some lunch with Kathy Stingley, I'd like to talk about some of the other programs I want to know about Meals on Wheels, so that you you might have your lunch at home and talk about uh, talk about things like cost. Yeah, so our Meals on Wheels program brings a warm, nutritious meal to seniors who are homebound, who can't get out into the community for whatever reason. It also provides a friendly visit and a safety check. The meals include fruit, cottage cheese a salad, and an entree, typically some type of protein with veggies and a starch. We um, provide this service to those who are 60 years or over. You do need a doctor's authorization that you are in need of this service. Um, And then you must be in our delivery area, which we go all the way from Fritz Creek up to Diamond Ridge and then to Old Sterling Highway. So we make sure to hit as many people as we can in that delivery area. And then a donation of $7 for every meal delivered is very much appreciated. These donations go directly back into the Meals on Wheels program. And there's some, someone has to recommend you, write you a recommendation for Meals on Wheels. Is that right? Does it have to come from a caregiver or a service Yes. organization? I believe so. Or a medical professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's all you need to qualify. Mm-hmm. You just need a written doctor's note, basically. Okay. And is there anything, well, so if someone wants to join in with Meals on Wheels, can they just call the senior center and you guys will direct them through the process? Yeah, you can call our, the senior center. Our main number is 907 235 7655 or you can go on our website homerseniorcitizens.org and there's a tab on there that has meals on wheels and there's the application online Um, and I also wanted to mention for those who are able to get into the community but maybe a little more cautious when it comes to Things going around, we do have our congregate uh, takeout program, so you're welcome to call in. Um, We require 24 hours notice for those because it does take a little bit extra work to box up the meal. Um, So you're welcome to call in to Bonnie 
on that number I mentioned earlier. Oh, we'll and, give it another two or three times. <laughs> don't worry. And um, get your meal to go. And that is for anyone who wants to, who needs, who needs it. And I'll have to add, um, I'm very, I used to be in the kitchen, so I've seen them prepared a lot. And Channing tries to keep the colors of the food rainbow in there, and they follow the DASH diet. Oh, where that, she t- she explains that yes. in this interview. So any, uh, is there other, are there other outreach things that, that you guys are doing or that residents are doing, getting out in the community? As far as getting out in the community, I bake with them once a week. Well, actually, we bake twice a week. On Mondays, we bake for others, and on Thursday, we bake for ourselves, so then we can eat it. Baking but, um, is great yes. outreach. You're brilliant. I know. We have um, given cookies to, well, and we also did banana bread. Um, what is it? In Anchor Point Chapman School? Mm-hmm. They were having a fundraiser, and we donated some banana bread to that. And recently, one of the Christmas parties at West Homer Elementary, we gave some chocolate chip cookies to. And and you baked some chocolate chip cookies for our Christmas staff party as yes, well. Yes, we are very into that. Our staff has, they have the biggest hearts, and they're constantly wanting to let the staff know how thankful they are and how much they love them. So we also very often <laughs> bake for the RAs and CNAs and give them food. And on the uh, interview when you were at lunch, the lady that was giving you the drinks, we also... Her name is Darla, and she does so much for us. Mm-hmm. But if you look at all the Christmas trees there, she decorated them, and she must be a professional. Oh, it looks and lovely. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be baking for her next because we love her. Oh, wonderful. Well, I want to. when we come back, let's talk about things like day drop-in and that sort of thing. But since we're talking about food in the kitchen, let's get in the kitchen with Channing Setterquist. You may recognize that name. Channing definitely grew up here. Um, and... I do want to say that we are in the kitchen in this um, in this interview, and so we tried our best to keep the sound, the ambient sound down, but there are hood fans we can't turn off, and things are happening, so this one is a little noisier, but I want you to meet with Channing Setterquist. Here we go. Hello. Hello. I'm Channing Setterquist. I am the food supervisor at the Silver Linings Cafe in Homer, Alaska. You've just finished breakfast. You serve three meals a day out of this kitchen. Yes. And about how many meals do you make? So in the morning, we serve about 30 people. That includes residents and staff if they want to eat. For lunches, we do about 70 meals. We do congregate meals, which are dine-in and takeout. We do the Meals on Wheels, and then we also do jail meals, plus residents, plus staff. And that's... So that's just for lunch. Breakfast, about 30. Dinner, about 30. Lunch, 70. And I have quite enjoyed the lunch here. Thank you very much. I have another date today for lunch. (laughs) Perfect. So what's the staffing? Like, how many people does it take to put that out? We are understaffed in my opinion right now but we're trying to get more people in lucky for me i have a pretty solid team um so they're able to handle it and then you know on holidays we have volunteers every now and then who come in and my staff can take a day off and we can help serve the community and the residents with that but we have a team of me plus three guys and then one dishwasher right now so we're looking for another dishwasher 
This will air on Wednesday morning. Okay. So I was wondering, couldn't you tell people what's for lunch on Thursday? On Thursday? Well, because well, you need, let me just say, this is a very exclusive place. You need a reservation. Yes. 24 hours in advance, they ask. Yes. But, you know, you got to call the day before and say you're coming. And that is partly because of our team being so small. It really helps us get ahead. We're more of a community-friendly thing, so you can, you know, make it the day before. And whatever meats we have extra, I usually turn into a soup or we'll filter out through um, the jail meals or every now and then we can give to the food bank if we have something. And so do you serve breakfast, lunch, and supper to the jail? Yes. Yeah. All three. And clamshells in <laughs> yeah. boxes? Yeah, well? exactly. The breakfast is pretty much the same. It's the eggs, the sausage, and the potatoes. But lunch is whatever they're having. What's on for Thursday? For Thursday? Let's, Let's go. Look. I have my menu up. It's um, the holiday right now, so I'm a few meals ahead thinking about Christmas. Oh, the walk-in. Yes. So okay. Thursday we have uh, pork chops and gravy with, I'm going to do a cornbread stuffing and then Brussels sprouts and corn as well. One of my dining companions was vegetarian and still found plenty of stuff to Good. eat. Good. Yeah. So, cause, because when it says pork chops and gravy right up top, there's still... Yeah. We still have a lot of options. Um, if you can't have the main protein, we have all of our vegetables, we have a grain side. A lot of times I'll try to do the soup as vegetarian. And then our salads are honestly great quality. Right there with you, the tomatoes. Yeah. Tomatoes in winter in Alaska yeah. are delicious. They can be hit or miss. The one that I'm really proud of is the greens. We found this hydroponic green called Calera from Orlando. And it's fabulous. It's fresh, it's tasty, it's non-GMO, no pesticides. Well, that leads it's me to great. my next question is like kitchen costs and sourcing. Is that what you're doing? A little bit. Um, a lot of my stuff is just making sure that I can have the lowest price for what we have to do because we have Meals on Wheels. We have these things we have to do no Plus, matter don't what. Don't you have a list of requirements? We follow the DASH diet. There we go. Yeah, so we follow the DASH diet here, which is, it's less about a certain diet and more about hitting nutritional goals. You want to make sure you have a balanced meal. You know, you want to get your grains and your dairies and your proteins and not eat too many high fat things. But because we provide across the spectrum to residents, I have like, you know, full fat milk and then low fat milk, depending on who's drinking it. It's like having those nutritional goals within the system. And then because we do serve mostly seniors with high blood pressure and things like that, I don't use salt. So we use salt-free vegetable seasonings and stuff like that to get the flavors. Lots of herbs, lots of spices, but no salts. No like high sugar, obviously you get a dessert, but it's a small portion. Oh, it is. <laughs> but it was just but, enough. I had three delicious cinnamon sugar donut holes. Exactly. So we tried to do a really good dessert, but not a large portion of it. And uh, what are you cooking today? Well, you're prepping now. It's 9 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Monday. Yes. So we already have the beef tips in the Alto Sham. Um, the Alto Sham? The Alto Sham. Yeah, it allows us to have, we have our two main ovens, and then this one I can put it in at 200 overnight. So it's just kind of a slow cook. So we actually rubbed it in onion and garlic powder yesterday with a little bit of pepper and braised those off in the oven, and then we put them in the Alto Sham to cook overnight. And then today we're going to be glazing some carrots, roasting and glazing carrots, and mashing our potatoes. Very nice. Yeah, I definitely wanted to make people understand that this kitchen doesn't just cut open bags. Yeah. And A lot of the produce is because it's winter in Alaska, frozen, but it's really good quality. Um, we use mostly U.S. food, sometimes Cisco, sometimes Peterkin. 
the produce, if I can't get it fresh, I'll get the quality in the frozen. And you're pretty new to this facility, aren't you? I am, yeah. I just have my year anniversary, actually. It's okay. coming up, I think, this week. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks. I'm going to sneak you over here. Yeah, you do your thing. I'll stand on the other side. You can go out there, too, if you want. i got to collect some silverware. Well, I don't want to hold... Some potatoes. <laughs> I don't want to hold up your work. No worries. So, but you are chopping up for mashed potatoes? Yeah, yeah, we'll do mashed potatoes today. And then, um, like I said, any leftovers we have, we're really good at repurposing, is we have a chicken bucket. Wait, and wait, so, wait, you have a what? A chicken bucket. Okay. So we'll collect any leftover foods and put it in the chicken bucket. And then that way, um, we have a few staff who have chickens at home. Um, our uh, executive director has chickens at home, so. My lunch date a, took some home for her chicken. Yes, exactly. It's kind of a share the wealth chicken bucket. <laughs> Do you get to interact with the people? Or you're, you're in here busy, it looks like. But. Busy for lunches, but lucky for me, I get to sneak out. I usually have Robert serving the food, so I can pop out there and say hello to people. And it's fun because a lot of people don't recognize me, but since I grew up in Homer, I can remind them of who I am. When you say your name, <laughs> yeah, every for everybody who lived here for any amount of time exactly. will say, I know you. They're like, wait a minute, don't I know you? Yeah. It's usually my mom or dad they know. I can remember coming in a few times. When I first came in for my interview, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, wait, I do remember eating here and being here as a kid. So it's kind of nice to bring that back. I also remember voting here. <laughs> You voted here? Yeah, I remember voting here as a kid. So, you were working in kitchens in, did you say, California? Yeah, so I actually started doing front of house management in restaurants, but every time I moved companies, they would have you do like 12 weeks of kitchen training. So I ended up having all this kitchen training and realizing as much as I like doing front of house, I prefer to be in the kitchen. I want to be with the food and I'd rather be cooking versus out interacting on the floor. And so when I moved home after COVID, I applied for a job at the senior center as a cook because I was just ready for a new experience. And well, you were saying your goal is, you know, you have to hit a lot of tastes, different people's tastes. Yes. Like, cooking for seniors, it's definitely a demographic I'm getting used to. Cooking things in smaller, like, bite-sized pieces. Cooking things just a few minutes longer to make sure that they can, you know, eat them. And they're, they're not mushy and they don't have the vegetable stuff, but they're still tasty and fresh. And they can eat them as well by cutting them into, like, smaller portions. One of our board members, Bruce, he said that my food is always delicious. It's always interesting. And I asked him, what, you know, what do you mean by that? And he's like, I just like that you're trying out new things. And for example, we did meatloaf. And the first time we did it, we did it in normal meatloaf pans. And it was a little bit hard to portion out. So I tried my hand at individual meatloaves. Mini meatloaves? Mini meatloaves. And that was the one he had said, oh, this is interesting, but it's tasty and it's delicious. And so he liked it. It's just kind of trying to figure out I what this like community it. needs and <laughs> likes and, you know, portion sizing. And of course, there's no menu. You don't order. Yeah. There are meals every day, and you can go to the website for the Senior Center, and you can see it there. They're printed up here yeah, a month at a time. Yeah, our congregate calendars are on the website. They're in the lobby of the Silver Linings Cafe, and we have them posted throughout town at a few spots. Uh, I try to, whenever I go around town, put one up on a cork board just to kind of get the community back to the Silver Lining Cafe. I think everyone's you know, been at the home for two years, three years now. So it's just getting word of mouth back to the community, really. And the place looks great. Yeah. Two Christmas trees <laughs> twinkling. 
We have our Norman Lowell in the corner, too, that was donated. So that kind of brings a little ambiance. Oh, you do? It's nice in here. I really like it. We just got a new paint job this year, and I think it kind of brings back the warmth. It's beautiful in here, and thank you so much for spending a little time for, with me. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, we would just love to see more people from the community come in and try it. You know, give us a shot. Thanks so much. Well, that is Channing Setterquist in the kitchen at the Homer Senior Center at the Silver Lining Cafe, and that was on Monday of this week. Now, Deb Rousey, my guest in the studio from Homer Senior Citizens, I saw you taking notes, taking notes all during that interview, and there were a couple of things I wanted to ask you about because I heard you mention while it was playing, you guys are on the roadkill list. You're on the list, or for the oh, man, the moose we got, list. We got a moose in, and I happened to be working in the kitchen at that time. And I've seen, I'm, I've been from Mississippi, and then we moved up here. But it was huge, and I had to help bring the, my husband's a hunter, so I should have known. But I had to bring the, help him bring the hindquarter in. I mean, we had a whole moose, and we, it got changed to ground moose meat, minced moose meat. I don't know how the professional way to say it is, but we had many varieties of moose meat for quite some time, and we were very thankful for it. And we're also on the list for, um, I guess, wildlife and fisheries, where if someone's been bad and got the wrong kind of fish... Had, had, had it seized. Yeah, it, it comes to the kitchen, too. So um, that makes for a good variety. And the other thing that you mentioned while this was playing is that people who are training in the kitchen aren't just training on cooking techniques. No, Do you hold trainings? Uh, well, we hold um, staff meetings and staff trainings, but also there's we're very, very, very thorough with how we are trained, and it goes in all aspects, whether dealing with dementia or dealing with... Um, disgruntled workers in the workplace had a, um, what else would you say, Ellie? Uh, ooh. So problem yeah. solving, yeah. When I was conflict, conflict resolution. resolution. But also how uh, ways and strategies for effective communication with people with dementia or just people who aren't where they want to be mm -hmm. on that day or in that same, you know. Yeah, because there are not only there's not just Alzheimer's, there are different kinds of dementia, and one kind, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, um, you go through emotions really quick, and sometimes you really believe that someone is still there that is not there, and you're angry that they're not coming to get you, and you, as staff, we have to learn how to redirect that, because one of the things you don't do is go, oh, well, that person is no longer with us, and we just, we go into their reality where they are at that time, and we just join them on the journey. So, and even in the kitchen, because the kitchen, they are serving them food, and we don't just hand them a plate and put it down in front of them and walk away. We check on them, we talk to them. I can attest to that, it was terrific. Yeah. I do wanna ask you about armchair travel, because yes. you said the kitchen gets in on armchair travel Tanning is wonderful. Um, every Monday afternoon at 1, all of our seniors go to far-off places. <laughs> and um, half of the month, we go to a faraway destination. And the other half of the month, we'll pick a state within the United States. Like, For example, the time we went to Germany, Channing had some bratwurst and some bread cabbage and applesauce. 
all set up for them. We had German chocolate cake, and it was just, and I also, throughout the week to keep them immersed where we're traveling to, we also bake food from that country. And we also do time traveling. We've got skills. Um, on Thursday mornings, we, like, let's see. First, we went to the 1950s. So the staff in my department will put on costumes and go out in our 1950s. We'll dance to 1950s music and look up articles. I have um, newspapers.com, and we went to the 1950s newspapers and read some articles from that. And we also went to media, oh, well, where do we go? Oh, Victorian times and medieval times, and both times we all wore costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and they just really enjoy, because it's more of a hands-on, want to wake up their minds kind of thing. So, And the next thing I want to move to, because we were talking about training and staff, Allie, I'm going to throw this one to you, but mm -hmm. Deb, jump in any old time, about staffing needs at, the, at Homer Senior Citizens Incorporated as a whole, and I do want you to make sure to include information about wages and benefits. Yeah, so we um, are in need of certified nurse aides. We are, as a lot of businesses are facing, in a staffing shortage. Um, so we need certified nurse aides. And if you guys don't have experience, we do offer on the job on the job training. Um, so you don't even have to come with experience because um, we can train you. And we are also looking for a nighttime and evening dishwasher and then a housekeeper for our assisted living side. Um, benefits, we have competitive wages, medical insurance premium assistance, short-term disability insurance, life insurance, we will reimburse you for your professional license renewals. You get up to 21 days of paid leave during your first year, nine paid holidays. There's a retirement plan offer, one paid meal per shift, and then a Bay Club membership, and then a $500 sign-on bonus. And this is for CNAs? Everyone. For everyone that mm -hmm. you're hiring. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for that. Uh, that's good information. And so if someone's looking for a job, then get a resume together and submit it to you. So you can go on our website, homerseniorcitizens.org, and under the homepage, there's an employment and volunteers tab. You can download an application there, or you can just email your resume directly to Paula, our HR professional um, to Paula at homerseniors.com with and include in the subject line what job you are applying for and she will reach out to you. All right. Thanks for all that good information. I want to come back to Deb now because, well, is there anything you want to add to any of that? Um, I'd like to add as far as all of our staff have very, very big hearts and I've been through many jobs in my life, and when I chose this one... How long? How long uh, have you been with the uh, Senior uh, well, Center? Well, I've only been with the Senior Center for about a year and a half, a year and three quarters, maybe. And ironically enough, I started in the kitchen because I had been a caregiver at home, and both people I've been caring for had passed on, and I, was, and I had to choose a job that was within walking distance of my house because my son had my car. And <laughs> But I've been in job experiences where... 
it's just a bad working environment as far as how people get along. And for the staff shorting that we staff shortage that we have now, all of our staff really pull together and get each other's backs. And I'd say come apply because it's a really good working environment with really caring people. So while I have you on the mic, I, I don't think we really went into in detail what happens during day drop-in. I don't think we really went into that. We talked a little bit about activities, but can we get back into that? And then, uh, so people know, then we're going to uh, hear from a resident. Yeah. To segue with that uh, staff shortage problem, when I came on as the manager of the adult day program, it there was no staff yet. <laughs> we went through a turnover time. And... It was me and another lady starting, and then I had a part-time worker that comes two days a week. And the lady that I was working with as well was also part-time. So we've been working really hard on building up the staff in the adult day program. So now we've got two full-time employees, and one is still going through the training. So we haven't opened back up to people from the outside in Homer coming in. And I've been so looking forward to being able to say, hey, I want to help lift your load, and I want to make your life easier as a caregiver. Come on in, drop off your loved one, and we'll take care of them. And I'm hoping in January, once my second full-time person gets fully trained, that we can open the doors back again, because they haven't been opened yet. It's just been the residents in the program. So. Okay. Now, before we play our next interview... I want to talk about the fact that this person is not identified. I want to talk about confidentiality. I want to talk about privacy for the residents. Because just in case listeners might be wondering, I did not speak. I mean, I do know I spoke to some residents, but I did not record any of my conversations. Uh, I de definitely want to hear from you, Allie, about... Um, about privacy issues within the senior center. You know this person, we're going to hear from someone, and it was wonder. you conducted that interview. Thank you very much. You also, uh, well, tell me what you did. Like, who, who did you set it up with? And then talk a little bit about privacy. Yeah, so I set it up with one of our um, residents who actually wrote a book about Homer. Um, so I thought she would be great to interview. She's very charismatic and just loves to talk. All of our seniors um, love to talk. They just want to be heard, and they just want to share their stories at the end of the day. Um, but for privacy, we... Um, because there's a lot of like medical things that are going on. So to protect them and we also don't want our own medical information to be kind of in the town. So we, um, I did have to edit out some parts where she did talk about her medical issues. Um, and we just want to protect our seniors. And I mean, I feel very protective of them. They're like my family and I'm sure if you have, grandparents you would be protective of them as well um right I'm pretty nice but you still don't want KBBI radio girls sticking a microphone in everybody's face and asking them how's it going and I really appreciated it it made me appreciate the senior center more because uh well first of all you were nice enough to sit down and conduct an interview so that we could have one with a resident but also I I learned about the privacy protocols mm -hmm. 
And for every like photo we take and for this interview, we had to um, have the guardians, the families um, sign a waiver and give their consent. And then I also got the consent of the resident as well. Um, so you just want to, yeah, just want to make sure that you're covering all of your bases and to protect these um, residents because they're family. And I'm ready, unless there's anything else you'd like to preface or add, then let's hear from a resident of Homer Senior Center. And uh, yes, I have a feeling people will recognize this voice. So if you know, you know. But uh, here we go. So what brought you up to Alaska? Well, I was living in Denver and the son of one of my neighbors had taught school in Anchorage mm -hmm. and he absolutely loved it and he wanted to come back and it just sounded like a place that I would enjoy. And so what did you do before you came to the senior center? I was I was a teacher <laughs> for almost 20 years. Wow. Not in summer of yeah. course but I came to um like the idea of growing things mm -hmm. and so I worked in a friend's greenhouse and another friend and I took care of the Pratt Museum garden and I think I have a feeling that during the time we were working there it came from being a simple garden, mm -hmm. which had been created by two wonderful, amazing women, Wendy Erd and Carol Ray. Okay. Because we were great adventurers, we brought plants back from all over the place, Alp especially alpine areas. Okay. But we brought plants back, and at the time we left, I'm gonna get you next time. I could see there were enough plants that they could be put into ecosystems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's about the time that we left. What was your favorite plant to grow? Geraniums. Okay. And there are lots of things that are geranium related. Mm -hmm. And I love growing um, things. We were creating a kind of a bogged forest area. Mm -hmm. And I, I love growing bog plants. Mm -hmm. So like mosses and peas. Sundew. Yeah. Well, I especially remember sundew. Okay. And what type of, is that like a moss or? A sundew. I think it's a parasitic plant, okay. and that doesn't really answer your question. <laughs> Why did I love sundew so much? I, I just think they were so delicate, mm -hmm. and you had to watch them mm -hmm. closely to find them interesting. Yeah. And I, I just like being not looking at things superficially yeah. over a long period of time mm -hmm. and seeing how they relate. Yeah, to and like they're the symbiosis. And I think so. Yeah. 
Um, did you teach up in Anchorage or here in Homer? Well, actually, I taught in Grand Blaine, okay. Colorado. Okay. <laughs> and in, I had taught in Michigan. Okay. Flint, mm-hmm. Michigan, a very famous town, and I forgot the name of it, and I forgot why it's famous. <laughs> the team, Flint, Detroit. Anyway, I taught at Fort Richardson. Okay. Fine. And, um, Did you like teaching? I liked being with kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, I hated correcting papers. I understand that. And, and trying to come up with meaningful work to keep kids busy while you were working with one group of kids. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can only imagine trying to wrangle all those tiny humans. Well, uh, anyway, I really, mostly I like the time with the kids. Yeah, yeah. So you helped start the Pratt Museum Garden. And then what else did you do in Homer? I worked for a friend who had a business, who had a business growing plants for the wagon wheel. Uh And so I worked for her for quite a few years. She started actually an early winter. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of transplanting. Mm-hmm. Would you start plants. in like the greenhouse and then transplant to out the outside when it got warm? I'm forgetting. What I remember mostly is working in the greenhouse. Okay. And doing work in the Nice. So what brought you to Homer? I had taken a canoe trip mm-hmm. with, I think it's safe to say this, taking the daughter of a friend of mine who might have looked as though she might travel with a too fast crowd. <laughs> she was very, very gifted, yeah. in my opinion, very gifted. I'm already forgetting what the question was. How did you come to Homer? I kind of indicated that I wanted to paddle from the back of Catchment Bay Mm -hmm. to, um, well, I wanted to go to Seldovia. Okay. So she came with me, and actually it was a good thing. Yeah. For her, because she was... um, she never gave any indication of being bored. She was mm-hmm. 16. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, we came through Homer, and I just thought, I absolutely love Homer. Yeah. If I move out of Anchorage and I wanted to, yeah. Homer is exactly where I want to live the rest of my life. Yeah. I feel it. It's beautiful down here. It, it is beautiful, but... Um, Gosh, I've just met the most incredible people. Mm-hmm. And I have just made lifelong friendships here. Mm-hmm. What is like a day in your life at the Senior Center? Kind of walk me through your day at the Senior Center. My alarm goes off at 6. Early I turn the light on. 
And I relish lying in bed <laughs> and being awake, but pulling the covers up around my chin. I have breakfast and then I go back to my room, make my bed, and I have had back problems in the mm -hmm. past. So I do back exercises, okay. which I already said. And I um, spend a lot of time walking up and down the hall mm -hmm. because because I, I'm inclined to be very dizzy because yes. of an accident. Mm -hmm. In the past, and the dizziness has come back, and I think that walking, I think, is a good way to address yeah. dizziness. Walking is great exercise, too. You better ask again because I'm going to... So after you have breakfast, you do your like morning routines with your back exercises, you have lunch. Do you do any activities with any friends? I don't. And yet, I have... <laughs> Oddly enough, I have long-term friends and yeah. if I wanted to do activities I could call anyone of yeah. about five different friends and just I have friends who love to talk yeah and I could call any of yeah. them and I wouldn't have to say a word and I would just um list be able I just listen yeah what do you like living about at the senior center what's like your favorite part one big thing is that I thought I would be, I would be surrounded by people who weren't um, with it mm -hmm. mentally, mm -hmm. and I'm finding that that is not the case. Mm. I'm feeling that the people that I talk to tend to be here more because of physical issues. Mm -hmm. And I'm just amazed at the interesting conversations yeah. I have with people. Have you been able to make like good friends here? That comes to mind mm -hmm. is that I'm meeting interesting people mm -hmm. I was afraid I was going to be bored yeah. I am not bored oh that's good did you have any fun with the holidays coming up did you have any fun family holiday traditions growing up what I mean I just feel as though my past is so distant mm -hmm. that um, that I don't even think about yeah. it anymore it's, it's so it, never even existed. Yeah. I grew up on an island. Oh. And my family shared Christmas. We crossed the ice mm. and shared Christmas with Canadians. Okay. Um, what island did you grow up on? I wouldn't have heard of it. The name of the island was Nebish. Okay. And it was upriver from another island, which most people haven't heard of. And that was Drummond Island to, I assume, get in our rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> in or motorboat. I, I'm not sure. And apparently my parents had made arrangements 
uh, I can just imagine an old Model A car <laughs> chug chug chugging yeah. to this little town called Richard's Landing. Okay. And that's where I was born. Yeah. Without benefit of a nurse or a doctor. Boy, howdy. Because I just popped out. My mother said it's the only time I ever heard (laughs) that she knew me. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to add about, like, living at the senior center or anything in general? Anything you want to tell people? About the senior center? About the senior center. Don't know what to say other than the fact that I kind of checked myself in, mm-hmm. meaning I was one who applied. Yeah. And I felt as though it was the right time to do it mm-hmm. without making friends feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I just feel that I just. Feel as though I'm in the right place yeah. at the right time of my life. I'm not bored. I enjoy every person I meet. Mm-hmm. I like being here. Well, I like having you. Here. <laughs> You're fun to talk to. Oh, that made my day. Good. I'm glad.